listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. William Arthur here with the Daily Hives, Peter Klein. And you are listening to your wrestling podcast. Peter, it's good to have you here. I was just saying to you before, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And uh, probably the most excited for WrestleMania I've been in a while. As far as there's always one or two matches you're excited for, right? I can't remember a better built card for WrestleMania in a long time for every almost every single match in the card. The women's matches, unfortunately, leave some to be desired, but they'll be good matches. But for the most part, there is story built into so many of these matches in a way we have not seen from WrestleMania for a long time. No, you're right. Like There have been so many times with WrestleMania where it has been, ah, the build wasn't very good, but this match will be great. Um, yeah. or it, it like just, yeah. Where you're just like, yeah, I mean, not overly excited for any of these, but it's WrestleMania. So it'll probably be cool, but we've had years where it's, it's been like that. And this year, like you said, like there, there's obviously a couple of exceptions, but I have, I, I honestly can't remember a time where I have been this high on the WWE in basically since CM Punk blew Vince McMahon a kiss leaving money yeah. in the bank. Like this yeah. has been such amazing work in getting us to this point and like this this really does feel like the season finale for the the wwe like this feels like what a wrestlemania should feel like where you have all of the big stars in all of the big feuds in like stories that actually mean something instead of yeah the build was stupid but they'll be able to put together a kind of cool 90 second video and then i'll be able to watch an amazing match this one you have the amazing match but boy is there a lot to care about too yeah, there really is. And like I said, just the, even today, I had weird vibes when it was Solo and Cody. I, I don't know about you, but I had weird vibes to Big Show versus Austin before Rock and Austin and WrestleMania 14. Mm. Of oh, that's the interesting. Top, the top babyface had to go against this undeniable force to get to the next level. And it was like controversial at the time for people that don't remember that I, that, that WrestleMania now is... I'm not going to say how long ago it was because that makes me feel very old. Um, <laughs> I think it's must be 25 years almost. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Big Show came in at that time. I think he was still Paul White at WrestleMania 14. And people did not like that Austin beat him in that night. And it was the right decision because you needed to propel Austin even more to face The Rock. And it almost seemed like Cody just needed that one more push to get to that next level. He was already there, but We'll talk about that main event in detail, but just on Raw tonight, man, is Cody over? It is un, it's just ridiculous how Cody's over. Yeah, and when you look at Cody leaving AEW, we had kind of talked at the time like this is yep. probably a good move for him, even though at that point, um, the, the reputations of both I think were drastically different. Um, mm-hmm. But you you look at at like when we were talking about it, it's like hey, he might just be a better fit for the WWE system. You could not, aside from the pec injury, you could not have drawn up anything better for Cody. But even then, the the pec injury 
Um, a, it gives you an amazing visual that people will remember forever. Um, and it was, it allowed you to kind of delay things until you got to this point, right? Until you got to, to WrestleMania instead of like maybe maybe at this point we're overexposed with Cody who knows. Right. But it, it allowed you to, to, to kind of miss Cody, have him come back, have this glorious moment at the Royal rumble, amazing kind of setup with, with him and Gunther at the, the Royal rumble. And now mm-hmm. you, you have created that this amazing match. And then on the other side of it with, with Roman Reigns being built up to the way he has, like you just have two incredibly over characters, but yes, no Cody with the, uh, the crowd getting into the song, and I can't imagine what that's going to sound like night two of WrestleMania with 75,000 yeah. people just going, whoa! I, um, I can't wait to hear it live. It, I hope the whole thing has been excellent, but no, you you could not have drawn it up any better for Cody. No, you could and you And you mentioned the song there, Peter. It just announced today that SmackDown, man, ca- Canada is going to be the central for wrestling this summer. I'm going to lose half all my money for wrestling this summer. Uh, between AEW, SmackDown, and then all our indie shows, it's it's going to be crazy. The Haven, I'm like so badly hope that Cody's on SmackDown for that raw for that SmackDown. So badly hope he's there. Oh yeah, like that. That is one of those fan experience things. Like you, you want to be a part of that. You want to be a part of um, of Seth Rollins and and his music. You you want to be able to, to sing along with that one. Um, like that. There's there's a few of those, but no, I I am with you. Like. I, uh, and this is the problem with the brand split thing, right? Which yeah. is, I mean, they threw it out the window tonight, but like you want, you want to see all the top guys. And as of right now, he's not a SmackDown guy. He wins on Sunday, then he's a both guy. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe we do get to, to scream woe at the top of our lungs. I want it bad. Uh, just on that side with all the wrestling coming here. Uh, what are your plans for this summer? Have you like eyed Forbidden Door? I know you have family in Sask. There's the show in Saskatchewan. Obviously, there's the Dynamite in uh, in Edmonton. Then we have the live Stampede show in Calgary, and then the SmackDown. Have you kind of laid out in your mind what you kind of want to do this summer? Well, what I want to do is all of them, uh, yeah, but same. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the Saskatchewan shows are right in the heart of Stampede, which is kind of a peak yeah. time for, for me at Daily Hive. We, we do a lot of things to do stories, and there's a lot of those around the Stampede. So I don't think that's going to be necessarily on the radar. Uh, the Edmonton one really intrigues me because it's just up the road, um, yeah. which, I mean, that's kind of oversimplifying tickets a little are bit. expensive, but... though. Oh, my God, AW tickets are expensive. Right? And I, I would, yeah, like, I'm, I'm surprised at the prices here in Calgary. You know, like, I... I know. How um, show? Yeah, how show and like just out of this world pricing. And that was one of the things WWE, I think, understood was like yeah. that their whole gimmick of the best value in entertainment. That's actually not incorrect. Like the, the, the show, the, the dynamite prices, and house show prices. Yeah. For AW. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like their WWE shows are cheaper than most concerts that you yeah. go to. And, and so this one. Um, just looking at some of the, the different stampede shows that are going on, this is one that like might be the most expensive depending on, on where you want to sit. So yeah, I'm probably going to end up biting the bullet and just going to the, the one here in Calgary, but the, I mean, the one in Toronto, it. yeah, it's here, it's stampede. And the thing with AEW is like, you know, they're going to over deliver on that, right? And it'll like, be something Jericho, for Owen. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like I, 
I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of like camera presence and there is some kind of something for the Owen Hart tournament, right? Like yeah. whether it's a qualifier or a something, um, I wouldn't be surprised at that. So I'm sure it's going to be treated with great respect and all of that. But for your first time out as a house show, the, the pricing very much surprised me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you mentioned Toronto. So my plan right now, Peter, this is potential the way I'm looking at things right now is I will fly into Toronto the day of or just the day before for money in the bank uh, for, for Forbidden Door. I spoiled what I was going to do. Uh, but go into Forbidden Door and then flying to England and then go into money in the bank five days later. This is my potential oh, plan right now for the summer. This is my potential plan. And then AW Dynamite in Edmonton, AW House Show, and then the SmackDown. This is my plan this summer. We will see if it happens. Damn, I mean, look, shoot for the stars, right? That's a, that that would be an amazing trip. I thought I was being ambitious, seeing that the Jays were at home. The the we are too. Indoors. Like, yeah, I could I could fit in three Blue Jays games in wrestling. I like, yeah, I could just cross the Atlantic. I mean, when are we there? ever going to get to see Abushi, Tanahashi, Mercedes Monet? You know, <laughs> maybe Shibata. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, that's that. that look, it's, you're you're not wrong in that like that that is going to be we already saw like the first forbidden door was one of the the shows of the year and that one yeah. another one maybe not the best build but the action was incredible so they, they've kind of set that standard so like, look you're, you're not wrong that's for sure yeah that one's the most tempting i mean the smackdown in calgary calgary cool the house show cool seeing a dynamite's cool like i haven't got a chance to see kenny omega uh i don't know if you have you see kenny omega yet uh, I have not, unless I didn't realize it at the time. No, I, I don't believe I have. Yeah, I just thought, because you do a lot more house shows than I do. I know there was a point when he was touring around here. So maybe there was a show that maybe you got to go to. So, and then, uh, you know, minor plug in here. In two weeks, we have Dungeon Wrestling again, which should be a really fun show uh, during Easter week. So that should be a fun show. So everyone, make sure you go out and do that. Um, speaking about indie shows and WrestleMania weekend, we have a tradition here, Peter. We don't just talk about the WrestleMania card. We talk about everything. We talk about everything. Okay. Now, there, there, there realistically is three big shows, right? Between ROH, NXT, and Mania Weekend. The, the Impact show had the potential to be unbelievable. But then injuries to Will Ospreay, Josh Alexander, and Mickey James kind of unfortunately put a damper on that. Yeah, that that's really unfortunate, and just unfortunate in general. Like it felt like Impact was picking up a lot of momentum it just did. overall. Um, yeah, but uh, like to to me, the best promotion of the weekend is the the Mike Speedball Bailey World <laughs> Tour. It seems yeah. Cause that dude is going to keep an amazing pace. So let's start with Mike. I'm not going to go over all of them. I'm going to go over the, the the shows that have names on them because I could do every single show, but I'm not going to do every single show. So we start on Thursday. And for and quickly, I'll just go through these cards, Peter. If you for the the indie shows, you can kind of make a mention. We'll work our way up to to Friday and Supercard of Honor and everything like that. Uh, so we start with Thursday at four o'clock in L.A. This is GCW's Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, and we start with the Mike Bailey tour, and we start with the match that I got. I got to see. Uh, we have Kota Bushi versus Mike Bailey. We have Maria Sh Shafir versus Killer Kelly. Other matches on that, we have Davy Boy Smith taking on J.R. Kratos. We have John Moxley taking on Alex uh, Coughlin. And we have Josh Barnett versus Timothy Thatcher on that. And Jeff Cobb versus Calder McCoy on that. Yeah, that's it's quite the show. Like, those have 
like for um, a, a kind of a, a show or a weekend that gets a lot of like fast paced action and stuff like that. This is definitely for the, the strong style fans. And then, so you talk about Mike Bailey and you're not joking. So same at four o'clock at the globe theater in Los Angeles, he's going to have to race over there because then he's on the Mac Hitchcock Memorial show where he faces Shingo Irie. Yeah. The, the like the 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 show the, the schedule this guy's keeping is incredible. Uh, also on that show, we will get to see Vikingo versus Taurus versus Commander, and that won't be the last time we see that. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to bring his name up a little bit. Just uh, your ch- your thoughts on Vikingo from this past weekend? Pretty much the perfect time for Vikingo to get showcased by Kenny on Wednesday because he's going to get the ball out here on Mania weekend. Yeah, that, that was quite the appetizer. Uh, one of the, the greatest TV matches you will ever see. And mm. I, um, I I tend to watch the Triple the A. Like, Triple A puts up all of their uh, weekly television up on, on, on their YouTube channel. Um, yep. So as long as you're fine not knowing what the hell is going on or are fluent in Spanish, um, the, the action can be pretty incredible. And Vikingo is uh, an absolute star on there and, like, matches with Ray Phoenix and some of those guys. So th- this was... An amazing introduction for him, for sure. A few other matches on the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Show. You have uh, Negro Chiesis. I've never heard of him before. I don't know if you have, Peter. And he's facing Ultimo Dragon. So you get an Ultimo Dragon match during Mania weekend. <laughs> oh, I love that. Love that comeback for him. Uh, you also on this card get United Empire versus Time Machine. So that match, I'm sure, will just be terrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, just dreadful. And then there was supposed to be a match with Josh Alexander, Tom Lawler versus Kenton, Brian Key. So I'm not sure who replaced uh, Josh Alexander. So there's that show at four o'clock. Uh, what else do we have here? Again, I'm just kind of going by the seat of my pants. If there's a lot of big names and matches to go through, I'll mention them. But if not, like, I'm not going to mention who the Hoodfoot presents his crosses and caskets, which has AJ Green versus JTG, for example. Uh, yeah, that's a, probably a skip. Yeah, we have Comptomania which has uh only name on here. We have the return of Paul London facing someone called Hellman Rose crown. Oh, uh, the main event anywhere in the country. Uh, <laughs> we have a show called coast to coast wrestling, Peter on this show. We have a few names on here. We have Gangrel, So we can <laughs> confirm for edge that Gringo will be in Los Angeles. He's taking <laughs> on a wrestler named Matthew justice. We have QT Marshall taking on Cha Cha Charlie. And we have the CCW world champion Ariel Levy taking on Carlito. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we got uh, got some classic names playing on some nostalgia for the fans there. Like it's um it's wild how many shows go on. And you you have around a hundred thousand wrestling fans in the area, so why not? But yeah. I I do wonder about some of these shows, that's for sure. Uh, then we have the NWA and New Japan show. This is on Thursday. And we talked about this is still a good show, um, but this is not as strong as it could have been. So uh, some of the matches on here, we obviously have uh, Tanahashi versus Mike Bailey, Moose versus Jeff Cobb, the X Division match, which sounds terrific. It's Trey Miguel, Frankie Kazarian, Rich Swan, Kevin Knight, Clark Connors, and Ricky Romero. We have the ever open uh, open weight champion, the strong open weight champion of Kent, Kenta versus Suzuki. We have the Tay Team Champions of Bullet Club, which is Ace Austin and Chris Bay, against Aussie Open, against TMDK, against the Motor City Machine Guns. 
Then we have a match of Fred Roser, the former Darren Young, against Alex Coughlin, Sammy Callahan, PCO, Eddie Edwards, Joe Henry, Tom Lawler, and J.R. Kratos. And then the women match, which now longer has Mickey James in it, which is Masha Slamovich, Dana Perrazzo, Giselle Shaw, and Mio Yamashita. Yeah, uh, the, the tag team match for me is the, the highlight there. Like, that, that is an yeah. incredible amount of talent in one match. Yeah, and, and Bailey versus Tonahashi will be interesting, but it's unfortunate yeah. just with how, you know, how it, it unfortunately petered out a little bit. So, I mean, that was at one point going to be a must-buy for me, and now I may be kind of leaning back a little bit on that yeah. one. Um, GCW for the culture. This happens at 11.59 at night in Los Angeles. And uh, guess what, Peter? Another name from the Flat Bass. You get to have Two Cold Scorpion versus Brian Keith on that show. Oh, I love that. I like I, I came up at a, a weird time in Two Cold's career. So like he is yeah. he is always flash funk for me. And I, I am well aware right. that I am in the minority in that. But no, same um, here. He he will yeah, he will always be flash funk for me. So now we go to Friday. I'm just seeing if anything else here stands out on Friday or if it's just gonna be the one show I think it is. Well, there's a DT DDT versus GCW show. And I don't know a lot of people on here, but obviously Joey Danella's on this show. Mike Bailey faces Nick Wayne on this show. You're going to yeah, have this spread a lot, around a lot, I'm sure, this weekend as well. Yeah. Um, the DDT against GCW, like you are going to see some of the weirdest shit you've ever seen in your entire life um, <laughs> yeah. on, on that one. Like they, people talk about, uh, like, oh, that, this has raised the bar. These guys raised the bar like 15 years ago with how insane some of their stuff is, and everyone's kind of just catching up. Yeah, some names on there. Like I said, you have Joey Janela. You have Homicides on this card. Uh, Blake Christian is on this card. Who never Blake Christian's never really gotten a break, per se. He's just kind of been putting it on. Uh, and then mm -hmm. we have uh, the big show on that day. Not Paul White, um, but the, the actual big show. Uh, we start here. Uh, and this is where I'll get kind of go match by match. We can do some predictions on this one because this is one of the bigger shows of the week. We start off with the AAA Mega Championship. It's uh, it's nothing, Peter. It's just a, a, a Vicando versus Commander. Yeah, and everyone like the, the last the last couple of weeks, you get introductions to both those guys in, in AEW with Vicino, uh and his match against Kenny Omega and Commander with uh, a, a amazing aerial assault in the uh, the ladder match um that, that we saw a few weeks ago that like it, it's going to be one of the craziest matches of the weekend and i like that triple a is getting quite a bit of shine here over the last few weeks uh then we get just a little match for the pure championship it's nothing special just <laughs> wheeler yuda versus shibata oh how great like wheeler yuda must just like th this has to be just like a dream come true yeah. um as it is as it is with so many, I would imagine he retains. Um, just you know, I, I don't think Shibata needs a championship at this point. But no. that, that match is going to be incredible. And it seems like Shibata is gra from the grappling match to the match he did with uh, Orange Cassidy. Like he continually seems to do a little bit more every single time. At the end of the day, I just want him to be healthy. But it seems like he is ready to go a little bit more. And that Orange Cassidy match, he yeah. took some bumps that I was a little bit scared of. Yeah, there's there, there's some added realism in everything that he does. 
um, because you're terrified that something bad is going to happen, which is not how you want everything to go, uh, obviously. But um, no, like it's it's so great that you get to see him doing obviously what he loves to do, even if it is a, a little bit more limited than what he would like. But like you said, progressively getting back to that style. Uh, then we have Athena, the former Ember Moon, taking on Yaka Shazazuki. I'm not very familiar with Yaka at all. I don't know if you are, Peter. I am not. So I'm sure it should be a really good match. You know, the one thing I am bummed about is I wish that Stardom would have done a show this week, like a big show, like that AMZ, I'm forgetting the other uh, young woman in that match that's facing Mercedes. I kind of wish that match was this week. Yeah, I th- th- there's part of me that agrees, but there's there's part of me that is like, you know what, that this is do their own going thing. to be uh, yeah, this is going to be a really fun um a really fun match. I I kind of like that they are going to be uh, given their their own platform uh with, with Hazuki Azumi and uh, Mercedes Monet. That's going to take some getting used to. Um I, yeah. I still slip up a couple of times with the old Sasha Banks in there, but uh, do, that, that match yeah, that, that match is going to be... I mean, I still screw up Brian Danielson sometimes, so it'll Cam take Punk a bit. Does at times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, um, he, he screws so, up a lot of stuff these days, though. Yes, that's, that is that is very, very, very true. Um, but no, like, these are two incredibly talented people who are going to get quite the showcase, I think. And I, I am hoping that this is the start of more... Like, it, it's not happening this weekend, but I would like to see more North American exposure for a lot of the the performers in stardom because there is a ton of talent over there yeah this was the first week that i got to see azm because i was like well she's facing sasha so let me do some research holy shit she's good <laughs> holy oh, shit she's good. unbelievable yeah and she's like 21 years old um, yeah, i know they're so young yeah like check out any match she has with starlight kid like they're they're both yeah. very young and they're already considered forever rivals. Like, just check out anything that they've done. But no, she is she is yet to have a bad match in my that, that I've seen. And I've I, like I've only been watching for a couple of years now. But I've I've yet to see a bad match that she's been featured in. Uh, the ROH Television Title Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe is going to be a very emotional match. We know where this is going. I love the King of Television gimmick for Joe, but getting Mark this title is going to be fantastic. Yeah, that, that's going to be one of the feel-good ones of the weekend. Uh, the King of Television gimmick with Joe has been so great. Um, I think if you gave that to almost anyone else, it would be a little bit 280s. But because yeah. it's him, it's like, oh, damn, I guess he's just the King of Television now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, Mark, Mark Briscoe getting the, the television championship, I think. Uh, that and the everything around the tag team match is going to be extremely emotional. Uh, then we have the Embassy taking on AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. That match should be fun. That's for the six-man tag ROH, so that should be a really fun match. Yeah, I'm loving that AR Fox is getting a bit more spotlight. I, I mm-hmm. love some of the stuff that he was doing in PWG uh, alongside guys like um, Ricochet and like some of some of those guys. And so for, for him uh, to, to be able to, to get this spotlight a few years later than everyone else, but it, it's been cool to see. I admittedly have no real feel on how this one will go. I would imagine it's an embassy win. Generally, so. if one team has a name and the other one is this guy, this guy, and this guy, I go with the team that's named. So I, I think they probably get the W there. If AR was with the group, the guys that were in this match, maybe I would have thought differently, but the Reach the Sky ladder match, oh my God. It's the oh, it's Lucha Brothers 
versus Top Flight versus The Kingdom versus Aussie Open versus Roosh and Dresselico. Holy crap. Yeah, this is going to be, I think, the standard bearer for the weekend. This is I think this so, match yeah. alone. This match alone makes it um makes this worth like the, the pay-per-view worth whatever it is, or honor club, whatever it is. Like just yep. take all of my money. Yeah, uh I, I don't know who's gonna win that per se. Um I don't think it'll be Aussie open. I would I guess I would go with the team that might be in ROH a little bit more. So maybe I'd say maybe the kingdom or top flight I could say see. I could see it being top flight. Um, I, I could yeah. see them wanting to, to give them like a big crowning win um, as we're still kind of new in this, right? Like, I, I don't know if, if ROH is going to be the NXT to AEW. I think yeah. a lot of people are kind of assuming it might be. Um, so like that, that it would make sense for top flight to be that team then. But I mean, yeah, like you, you can make a compelling case for almost every team in this. You can't. And then the main event. Claudio versus Eddie Kingston. The storyline writes itself. This has to be Eddie's moment, right? I would think so. Yeah. Um, like it, it feels like Claudio is pretty. I don't want to say firmly set because I, I would like I would like him to get more television time in um, in AEW. But for for Eddie, like this would be an amazing moment, and I I would I would be a big fan of that if they want to keep it on Claudio and kind of keep pushing to, to maybe get some kind of a TV thing or drive subscribers or something like that. He is clearly the bigger name, but th this like Eddie Kingston should have some kind of a championship. You're absolutely right. All right. Let's go to the rest of the indie stuff really quickly here. And then we'll move on. Uh, what else do we have on here? I'm just seeing if we, my favorite Peter is when we get names from the past on here. Uh, we have uh, a Joey Janela spring break. Uh, this is on Friday, and and our guy once again, Mike Bailey, uh, having a one on one match with Vikingo on this. Yeah, that one. Oh my word, what they are going to do! Like I would imagine, all of these guys for months have been kind of picking up, like just little things, like okay, what can we try? What can we try? What can we do? Like that. This is that this weekend is going to be special, and this is one of those matches that's going to make it that way. And there's always a guy every single year when you watch a, a variety of these indie shows that I find, I don't know about you, Peter, that I, I didn't know about and I find. Last year, I discovered Mike, uh, uh, Mike Bailey and I discovered mm -hmm. Willow Nightingale. Those are the two I really discovered last year. I remember when Willow had that match in ROH. Didn't know anything about Willow and I just fell in love with her as a talent. I still do. I, I hope that she gets more of a push in AEW. And I mean, but also some weeks you can be amplified. Like Ricochet was amplified in one week. Same with Zack Sabre. They, they yep. were newcomers during WrestleMania week and they got amplified. And that someone like Vikingo and Mike Bailey could be amplified this week. Oh, 100%. Like I, I go back to the, the lone WrestleMania that I attended was uh, for WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. And, right. and that weekend, the, the indie shows... Um, like Kota Ibushi wrestled a stuffed animal, which is still one of the craziest things I've seen <laughs> yeah, in my life. Um, and still got like a three-star match. It was amazing. But like some of the stars of that weekend, we got to see Ricochet against Will Ospreay before their best of the Super Juniors match that broke the internet and started a weird feud with Vader for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That, we saw basically that match in a, a smoky bar in front of 300 people. But also that weekend, it was um, Drew McIntyre, Johnny Gargano, 
Drew Gulak, like I said, Ricochet before. Um, like you basically had the next wave of NXT all down there. And I get NXT is a little bit different than it was back, um, I guess, 2016. But there are so many great opportunities to see some of this young up and coming talent. And I, I love the the speedball Bailey approach where you are going to have so many different eyeballs on all of these things. Put your best foot forward and it could potentially be a real star making weekend for you. Well, and also on this, you have the GCW Tay Team Championships of the Champions Motor City Machine Guns versus the East West Express of Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver. Ooh, that's a um, good match. Yeah, that's going to be really, really good. Uh, you also have Kota Bushi versus Joey Janela on this card. And then you have a Mackie Death Kill match, which of course has Nick Gage on it. It's Mackie and Nick Cage versus the team of Bussy, which is Effie and Allie Catch. Oh man. Uh, like so free break seven like is and, and here's the thing too that people don't know, and I'm doing a free promotion for fight right now. Fight has for fight plus has a seven day free trial. So you can get mm. the seven day plus free trial and you'll be able to get this match, this card for free on it. Yeah, that's I I knew they had the the, the free trial. I didn't realize, like, I kind of assumed that they would stop that for WrestleMania weekend. Um, even yeah, so, true. like, I think it's like, G, like they have a GCW package that's like $5 and you just get everything they've done. Yeah. Um, so even after the, um, even after the free trial, like it's, it is one of the best values in wrestling right now, for sure. So yeah, that, that is, that is a great tip there on the, the fight TV front. Spring Break 7 actually looks like a card I will be. Friday is already packed. Um, you know, we'll get to it in a bit. We have SmackDown. We have the Hall of Fame. We have Ring of Honor. And not to mention, we have two Kick-Ass women's final four matches, including Iowa versus South Carolina. Um, and oh. I don't know how for, for you, Peter, if the Flames play that night, if that fills your card as well. Um, it does not for me. Uh, I will say my family's actually visiting this weekend. So oh, there you go. Um, but I, I took the week off after so I can get caught up on, on a lot of these things. But also from a, a sporting thing for me in the quote unquote real world, um, it's also the first weekend of the Major League Baseball season. There's so that too. like the, the, the Blue Jays are going to be back in flight, so to speak. And then like, yeah, hockey and basketball playoff picture stuff mm -hmm. like that. This is such an amazing time. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, also, so this is on Saturday for GCW. This is we we skipped Effie's big gay brunch because unfortunately for Effie, there's not a other than it being a fantastic gay brunch, which I'm sure would just be fantastic. Uh, there's not a lot of fantastic matches on it for GCW Gringo yeah. Loco. Uh, the one that stands out to this one is Vicano versus Laredo Kid. Oh man, yeah, just anything anything Vicano is in is fantastic. Like there was that. Um, that the clip that kind of went viral with him doing the, the 630 onto yep. Gringo Loco at the GCW show. So like you just, you are dealing with unprecedented levels of, of athleticism. And now that he is finally making his way over to North America and just getting dream match after dream match after dream match. Like he is going to be, uh, I think, the most talked about name coming out of this weekend for sure. Yeah, him or Mike Bailey. Uh, you also have uh, Sexy Star, who I don't think gets enough attention. She's fantastic. Uh, and she's taking on Dolce uh, Tremena, and you have Gringo Loco versus Psycho Clown. So for some AAA stuff there, a nice little set of AAA stuff there if you do get that package. Yeah, and the the sexy star thing, this is 
if, if I am remembering correctly, or if I am correct on this, this is a different sexy star than the one who had the um, held on to the submission too long controversy or the shoot controversy oh, the one from, from a few years ago. Okay, if the one from Tough Enough, that's the original, right? Yeah, yeah, like there was the, okay, the one character. You, like, yeah, she... I forget what was the, the the issue. It was there was some kind of thing where she took advantage of someone in the ring. Yeah, she did, and yeah. that ended up like putting a real stain on her. But then after that, like they they she got out of there, and um, it was Rosemary. That's what it was injured Rosemary. Yeah. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and that was like at the height of decay. Um, which is a weird thing to say now, but um, yeah. that that performer has since gone, and it's a different person under the mask now. So don't okay. let the past the the past cloud you on on sexy star. It's similar to, I mean, not in like the scope of it, but the the person who played Le Parka, who unfortunately passed away, isn't yeah, the yeah, same like one that we knew from WCW. They they just kind yeah. of like cycle through some people sometimes. Kind of like with a, with Tiger Mask now and all that kind of stuff. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Thank you for that. Uh, okay. So then we move on to WWE side of things. I would say um, that uh, that GCW show that one looks fantastic. Spring Break. That may be the second best show of the week. That's an indie. So go check that out. Yeah. And I, like you said, some stuff sprinkled in there as well. All right. We go to Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, the only thing to point that we know at this point, as we're recording on the twenty seventh, is the Andre Memorial Battle Royal. Here we go. Johnny Gardano, Xavier Woods, Ellie Knight, Bobby Lashley, Karrion Cross, Baron Corbin, Bronson Reed, Matt Katmas, Elias, Rick Boogs, Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler, Rich Holland, Butch, Dexter Loomis, Santos Escobar, Cruz del Toro, Wakan Wild, Mace, Monsoor, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallo, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Humberto, Angel, Us, Adonis, and Top Dollar. Hold my best Excalibur there for everybody. <laughs> uh i think and, i think this shows the depth of talent wwe has right now because there's yeah. a lot of really fun guys in that match and like none of them aside from lashley i i think um there, there's probably a couple others but like uh, when you said xavier was like oh he should win it and then there was about eight other dudes it's like oh well no that guy should win it oh that guy should win it like this realistically this doesn't mean a whole lot you know it, it has not necessarily gone on to propel careers the way that some people thought it might when they, they first introduced this many years ago but yeah. um like there's there's a lot of very talented performers in this one and i'm wondering now as it's the first one under the watchful eye of paul Levesque, if winning this battle royal is actually going to mean something going forward so my theory is we don't know what's happening with bray just yet so I, we can't rule out Bray and Bobby 100% yet. I think we're like at 90%. That's not happening. Yeah. Um. Uh, my pick is Bronson Reed and something happens to Bobby. You've heard rumors that LA Knight and Bobby are still going to be involved in Mania. I don't know how I mean, I could just, I, I have it hard to imagine the New Day is not going to be involved in Mania in some way. Rather, it's like the return yeah. of Big E at Mania or something. Uh, and you keep on hearing LA Knight could be involved Bobby seems like the most obvious. I think the one that would benefit the most, like you talked about, if Paul Levesque is pushing someone, is Bronson Reed. Yes, Bron Bronson Reed would be the one who I think would benefit. Um, I think Karrion Cross could use a bit of a boost at yeah. this point as well, but Bronson Reed, Bronson Reed would be the one. I hope LA Knight gets something at WrestleMania. He is one yeah. of the more entertaining performers. Yeah, yeah. dummy, yeah. Dummy. Um, I, 
yeah, like since he was the namer of dummies in Impact, I have loved what this guy has done. So I'm I'm hoping that he gets something. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I should mention too, not to play inside baseball here, but it coincidentally happened a baseball game when Karrion Cross debuted. Peter and I were calling a baseball game, and we're like, "This is huge!" And ever since that time, Peter, that was the biggest to come. Uh, yeah, that uh, maybe a mystery by us on that one because I, I I thought it was going to be Matt. Like I thought he was going to be the next like one of the next real stars, just given his look, his ability to talk, the character, and nothing so far on like five attempts now. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, Roman's apparently supposed to showcase do a promo on SmackDown. I'm sure it'll be a good promo. You'll see it in the video packages. I think everything that we have now for build. Is is done. Like I said, the only thing I can see out of this, Peter, is maybe something with New Day gets built to Mania, uh, and then maybe something for LA Knight or Bobby Lashley. Other than that, I don't see too many more of these talents being involved in Mania. I guess potentially um, Lashley, Shelton, and Cedric could be involved in that Brock and Almost match. Yeah, I I think the most we're going to get newsworthy wise is oh well, these people are going to be wrestling on the pre-show. Um, yeah. I think that's probably going to be the, the extent of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, it would be great if there was... Like, th- there's no way you can have something like this without the New Day at it, but yeah. it, it just... It does feel like they're kind of without a dance partner right now. Uh, then, then we have the Hall of Fame. We have Rey Mysterio, who's getting introduced by Conan, the great Muda, Andy Kaufman, and then announced today, Stacey Keebler. Uh, Andy Kaufman, I'm assuming, is Jerry Lawler. Stacey Keebler, the rumor is to be Mick Foley, of all people, you would assume Tori Wilson, but it sounds like Mick Foley and Muda. I don't know. I've heard Nakamura, but that seems really weird. And even everything that Muda said, I'm not a huge fan with what he said after the Nakamura match of him being in the Hall of Fame. But we just kind of moved on to the KG Muda retirement tour after that. Yeah, that was very unfortunate and definitely something that um, won't be addressed, but definitely masks things this weekend. Um, yeah. and really masked a lot of the stuff. Like I thought the, the KG Muto stuff, like it was the fact that he was the Noah champion for any length of time was ridiculous, but, um, some of that stuff was kind of cool. And then it, it kind of took a turn from there. Um, I, I wonder like Ric Flair announced him on the bump. I wonder if he would come in. The obvious Could one be. would be Sting, but I, I, I don't see that. No, I, I don't I think Tony's see that done. really happen. Tony's done. He's Pardon? not doing any more favors. Tony's not yeah, doing any more no. favors. He's done. No, no. Um, kind of a light class this year like i am i'm very surprised that this this all looks like they were trying to get batista and then couldn't you know like yeah ray is a big one but i don't know if this is like the headliner of his own hall of fame class you know like it it felt yeah. like they were trying for a big name and couldn't yeah i think they're still missing like one and uh yeah it, it doesn't like they're gonna try to get dave like not having dave and not having the rock this year seems like a big miss Unless they know they're having yeah. a mania in Miami in a little bit and they're saving it for that. And Dwayne could kind of use the win right now. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, like I, I, I have a tough time criticizing because like you said, like no rock when we were all thinking at one point rock was gonna come in, win the Royal Rumble, it's gonna be yeah. him against Roman at WrestleMania. But we started the show by talking about the most the the most well-built wrestlemania I in know. recent memory so like i'm not I, I i just have a tough time thinking man i wish they could have shoehorned two legends into this you know exactly exactly i mean 
I know, and and I think it's going to be nice because now I don't think I always hate when the uh the the, the Hall of Famers have to rush their speeches. So you mm-hmm. know, Muda, I don't know how well he speaks English. I don't know how good it is. So his speech will be a little bit shorter. But having Ray to talk, having Conan in a WWE ring is going to be fantastic. Uh, and yeah. after his speech will be real. Conan probably will be the best speech of the night. To be completely honest. Oh, totally. Yeah. He's uh, he's going to be the reason there's going to be a 10 second delay. Uh, yep. A hundred percent. If Foley speaks for Stacy, that'll be good. Um, Stacy's will be very good. And she's, she is actually very well deserved. I mean, she's one of the mm-hmm. antithesis of what diva was like the mates, the, what she did in WCW. She was one of the bright spots of the later days of WCW. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, it, it, it's a quick search to find five star matches of Stacy Giebler's, but yeah. for for the role for the role that she was asked to play, she did an elite job at it and was incredibly entertaining for a number of different reasons. Absolutely, uh, and then Andy Kaufman. I don't know what the fuck what's going to happen. Yeah, because like Jerry Lawler, I that's the obvious connection, and I guess they probably wouldn't have put him in if they didn't think. Jerry was up to it, but Jerry just had a stroke not too long ago, I right? Know. So yeah, I, I'm 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 assuming it's fine. I I can't and no imagine Jerry that Jarrett's. Jerry Jarrett's no Jerry yeah, Jarrett maybe. no Jeff Jarrett's. Yeah, like it. It just it seems it seems weird unless you get King in there, and maybe then you get an emotional moment with with Jerry after everything he's gone through over the last couple of months. Um, yeah. but like obviously Andy Kaufman's no longer with us, so it, it just. It feels like very weird timing to do it in, like, I guess, like he was a Hollywood actor, so LA is fine, but Memphis, not that you're going to do a WrestleMania in Memphis anytime soon, I guess, but it just, it it all feels like very strange timing. And then I'm wondering, do we get his alter ego, Tony Clifton? Is a guy going to, like, is a Tony Clifton going to come to the stage? Yeah, I, I have no idea what to expect. Like that's that's the interest, and then there's all the conspiracy theories from his fans thinking that he never died. Right? Yeah. I mean, this would be quite the reveal. That that'd be a good get for for the yeah. Hall of Fame if they if they got a not dead yet Andy Kaufman. His business partner Bob uh, Zamoda, he was the one that portrayed um, the uh, the Tony Clifton character at times. Him and Kaufman went back and forth with it. For those that saw Man on the Moon probably know it the best way there so he's not he's still alive so maybe he comes on and does and accepts it as as tony clifton i don't know oh that would boy that would be strange but i i don't know like anything at this point would would be surprising yeah uh it's a surprising a good nxt card yeah kind of seems like it hey holy crap uh we start off with chase U, which has just been unbelievably entertaining uh with uh, with Tyler Bate and they take on Schism and this will be the debut of Ava Rain. So that's an exciting thing to look at, not to mention the fact of Tyler Bate's great and Chase U super entertaining. Yeah, the, the Chase U stuff has been so much fun. I have I have really, really enjoyed uh, all of that. And now there is the stipulation, winner gets control of Chase U. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with this. I think one of the, the things here is this is the first one in a little bit where it feels like we could see some graduations going from from NXT to WWE, which I think has kind of held NXT back a little bit the last little bit. And, like, it sucked for a while, so that got in the way. But, like, for the longest time, 
one of the cool things about NXT was so much of it was fresh. You know, like no yeah. one hung around long enough to become stale. No one hung around long enough that it, it was or like no one was in the way too long. So you constantly had new talent coming in. We haven't really had that for a couple of years. So th this one feels like a, a chance to really kind of reset things for NXT and really put the NXT 2.0 era behind you. Well, and that one of those calls could come from this take team match. You have Gallus versus the Creed brothers versus the D'Angelo family. It seems like the Creeds are ready. Yes. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, Gallus is a, a, a team that gets a lot of hate, I, I think, I as well. Um, yeah. I could see them getting called up. Like, I, I yeah. kind of thought they were main roster material um in nxt uk and th this is not to say i find them wildly entertaining i just don't think they're going to find that in nxt you know so yeah. i i could see them like maybe uh, a parent because i don't i don't know where joe coffee is um but i i could see these two mark coffee and wolfgang called up and like kind of teaming with uh drew mcintyre to do a bit mm. of like faction warfare against the brawling brutes with sheamus after um, I'm okay with that. I, I could maybe potentially see that, but I'm with you. Yeah, the, the creeds, the creeds could be called up yesterday, and I would not be stunned. Well, and Ivy Nile, I think she's ready to go too. Yeah, uh, and, and oh, a yeah, different 100%. impact on the on the main roster. Uh, then we have this fatal five way for the North American Championship again. Call ups are plenty on here. You have Wesley, Dragon Lee, JD McDonough, Dragonov, and Exium. I mean, I would say Dragon Lee is ready, but he just got there. <laughs> yeah, uh, but specifically. Uh, Dragonov is ready. Yeah, yeah, Dragonov is ready. Um, it, if you rekindled a feud with him and now Gunther, um, like the, that that match took years off those guys' lives. It Maybe did. not like in a literal sense, but just it, from the the flesh that was taken off of their skin uh, or off of their chest. Sorry, that was a weird way of saying that. Um, yeah. But like those those guys gave it to each other, and also like. Wesley was in a weird spot because his tag team partner had a bit of an internet thing. Um, yeah. I, I think depending on what they are planning on doing with him, I think he could be ready for a call up as well. He's ready too. Yeah. I think, and I mean, yeah. Uh, XCM, the former a kid, he's been great. I, I think he still needs a little bit of seasoning because he's just getting the mask gimmick down, but I think he's, he's done great. JD McDonough. Um, that one's a weird one because he was part of the me too movement and he never really got caught by them and didn't really yeah, punish him um so i don't it's know it's still Alec kind of uncomfortable oh, sorry go ahead no it's, it's still uncomfortable to see him and like you can change his name all you want um we we still know who this guy is and and what yeah. necessarily what uh particularly he was uh, accused of jordan devlin is who we're talking about by the way yeah um the former jordan devlin anyway and so yeah like i i it that was one where it was really unfortunate when, when he came back. So I am hoping this is a, a Dragon Lee win here. Um, I think Axiom, like you said, just needs a bit more time. Like th this gimmick is still new, and I think they're still kind of figuring some things out with it. Yep. Uh, next, we have the women's tag team match. We have Fallon, Henny, and Keena James against Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. I have Alba Fire and Isla Dawn coming. I, I, I also could see it going the other way because I do think Alba Fire particularly is ready for the main roster. Yeah, um, the Isla Dawn stuff where it's like, is she a witch is weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. 
that's uh, not necessarily one that I've, I've seen a whole lot of, but I mean, we're trying stuff, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Alba Fire probably could have been called up several years ago, uh, the former Kaylee Ray in, in NXT UK. Um, if NXT UK was handled properly, I think um, we, we'd be getting to a point where Alba Fire is not only just on the main roster, but getting to a point where she is a superstar. I think she has that kind of potential. I agree. The, the, the Henley, um, Kiana James tag team has never really fully clicked with me. Um, so I, I would be fine if they did lose the tag team titles. But unfortunately, it does kind of feel like the women's tag team championships are, have kind of gone the way they did on the main roster for a while, where they're, yeah. they're, they just kind of feel like an afterthought a lot of the time. Unfortunately. Uh, ladder match for the NXT Women's Championship. This is currently a five. It could become a six. We'll find out tomorrow in NXT. Um, but right now it's Zoe Starks versus Gigi versus Tiffany Stratton versus Lyra Valkyrie and Indy Hartwell. Potentially we could see Roxy added to this. Or maybe is Roxy headed to the main roster, Peter? Could be. Um, it, it would be like 20 years old. We have seen before. Sorry, go ahead. He's 20. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes totally like but she she's 20 but she's not a regular 20 year old right like oh, yeah. she yeah. she wrestled wrestled in ring of honor before coming to um before coming to nxt and really turned some heads in um in the royal rumble so i i could see her really making a, a bit of an impact i i think um there's a few like zoe stark is still kind of figuring out the character so i i think this time next year we could be getting to a Zoe Stark call-up. Um, yep. Gigi Dolan, for me, is someone who wrestled on the indies for a while and is now kind of getting getting her big break. I could see her getting getting called up. She, yep. the, What they were able to do with Toxic Attraction after Man. Mandy Rose left was really impressive, I thought. And I thought Gigi Dolan um, and the fire she showed coming out of that feud and into this one was quite impressive. And you'd assume Indy's getting called up for Index. I It seems like Tiffany Stratton's the next it girl for them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm picking Tiffany Stratton to win this. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Uh, and then we have, let's see, then we go to Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller. Uh, talk about a guy that's ready to get called up to the main ro- roster. It's Grayson Waller. Oh, yeah. 100% it is Grayson Waller. I would expect him to be there on Monday. Um, yeah. That's that, that that's kind of what I think. Um, I, I think he, I mean, like, normally you would say, yeah, this guy's getting called up, so he's going to lose. I, I could see him beating Johnny Gargano, just like Johnny doesn't really need an NXT win or anything like that. Um, but no, I, I am I am with you 100%. It, it is time for the Waller effect on uh, on the WWE main roster. I want to take team with him and LA Knight. Just two oh. people that are absolutely despised. <laughs> or him with The Miz would be also great. Yeah. Or him just by himself. He is one of the best pure heels I've seen since MJF. He's probably WWE's best heel, to be honest. Pure heel that's in the company right now, maybe Grayson Waller. Yeah, like I, I didn't think from um, a booking standpoint that the Waller Braun Breaker feud was that spectacular. No. Um, like just if you just read the the story kind of beat by beat, um, like in a, a recap or something. But he was able to make it very entertaining and very believable. And then the the stuff was shot like he was doing so well that people actually thought Shawn Michaels might come out of retirement to wrestle I know. on NXT on Saturday afternoon. I like, know. that's that's how good this guy was doing. Uh, then speaking about call-ups, Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes. Uh, 
realistically, I mean, this is the dream match. This is the these are the two best guys that have been in the territory. You had to have this match, but both of these guys are ready to be propelled to the main roster and be super duper stars. Yes, uh, for Braun Breaker, it, it probably is overdue by now. Yeah. Um, and for Carmelo Hayes, like we are getting to his prime. I am I am happy that he like he definitely wins this match. I think we all yes. agree. Yeah, um, it's time. He. Yeah, it, it is it is his time to win this and it is his time to kind of reign supreme over NXT for a little bit. I'm hope honestly, I hope it's not a super long reign because I want to see him on the main roster. He could be like a, a SummerSlam call-up sort of a, a sure. situation. Like after after SummerSlam getting into the, the push towards Survivor series and then WrestleMania season. I, I could see him getting called up. But yeah, Braun Breaker is on the main roster as of Monday. Yeah, I think when you look at we're gonna get to Mania now, but if you look at Mania. I think there's a few guarantees you're going to see on Mania. You're going to see Braun Breaker. You're going to see AJ Styles. You're going to see Randy Orton. And you're going to see Riddle. I think those yes, are almost yes, all guarantees. All I, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel very good about all of those. Yeah. Did, did you say Jay White in there? Because also Jay White. I, w- I was about to say Jay White and then potentially Switchblade. If AJ's coming back, but I mean, I will talk about we could potentially see Switchblade in a match in the, on, the, on the show, maybe. Oh, yeah, that could, yeah, that'd be fun. Well, let's start with the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania. Let's start with night one. And uh, we do not have everything lined up particularly. It seems like night one has five matches now guaranteed here. So as we do this, we don't know for sure what what it's everything is. All we know for night two is Roman and Cody. So forgive me for that. But for night one, uh, and so I'll just go and give me your picks here, Peter. We have the opener match, which is Austin Theory and John Cena. This almost has to be Theory to win this. It makes no sense for Cena to win it. No, it, it doesn't. The only way it makes sense for Cena and the, the online theory right now that I've seen is Cena wins. Monday, he does the United States Open and Challenge. And, yeah, and it's it's Jay White or it's Braun Breaker or it's, mm-hmm. it's whoever. Um, right. Debuting Superstar X comes out and wins the, the United States Championship. So... I could see it being that he just like he annihilated Austin Theory in that promo. Um, and th- this was one where I, I think I-, I think a lot of the criticism for the promo was a little bit unwarranted. Like at some point, it's still trash talk. Like it- it's wrestling. They're going to presumably have a fist fight. So trash talk is allowed to happen. Um, but it-, it really did show that Austin Theory is still like six levels away from where I think WWE would like him to be. Yeah. I mean, this guy that lost to an announcer last year, so he does need the win here, but I could also see the humbling of him. Cena wins that. And then if you are going to push someone like Jay or Braun, this is the perfect moment to do with the next night of mania to get that huge pop for Jay white or for Braun breaker would be game changing. Yeah, it, it really, really would be. You could do the same. Like I'm, I am with you that I think Austin Theory does win this. Um, And you could even see Theory the next night go, I'm going to do the John Cena United States Open Challenge, whatever, and still like do the same thing, but still get Austin Theory his win. Um, And then he just loses comically the the next night. But um, I I still think Austin Theory is the way to go just because of – like we've said, like John Cena isn't going to be around for a whole lot longer. So it does make sense that Austin Theory gets the win here. What What are your, as we mentioned a few times now, uh, Switchblade and WWE, are you feeling better now because of what happened to Cody than where you would have been like a few months ago? 
Yes. Um, and, and like I, I've always felt the Switchblade character specifically, the Jay White, was a little bit more of a WWE. Like he's he's more sports entertainer than professional wrestler, right? And yeah, like he, he was IWGP champion, but it always felt like he was just kind of holding that until the next time Okada needed it again. Exactly. Um, I think in WWE, I think in WWE he is going to be presented in a, a really really strong light and. It, it's one of those things if they can get past the fact that he's not super tall um i, I think that they're going to have a, a real good time with him and yeah cody cody is a, a real good um kind of barometer for where it's going to go but i think not screwing up a jay white would also show because not everyone is cody right and specifically looking at yeah. potentially the the young bucks and kenny the omega big and, and the big fish and guys. kenny yeah yeah um, like Cody Rhodes is one thing. Cody has been there before. He's an established name and the son of someone who has so much respect among the ranks. Great Jay point. White's just a dude there. And yeah. like, I, I think that would be a better comparable for some other guys who might be looking to make that jump with a lot of contracts up at the end of the year. So I think how they handled Jay White is just as important as how they handled Cody. That's a good point. I mean, in that bidding war 2024, I know the big one's MJF to some people, the big one's Kenny Omega. If they get Kenny yeah. Omega, it's, I don't think it's a death blow to AEW because I do think AEW has sustained itself for other talent. But getting Kenny Omega to jump to the WWE, it's game changing. Because I would still yeah, say at but, this point, Kenny's the best wrestler in the world. Him or Okada. Yeah, and that's the thing that oh, AEW could, that, that's something that AEW could hold their hat on. It's like, yeah, you guys have this, this, and this, but we have the best wrestlers. And now they wouldn't be able to say that if yeah. Kenny makes that junk or jump or if the Bucks make that jump. Like the one thing was tag team wrestling. Like, All right, well, yeah. these guys have the team that's kind of been one of the consensus best tag teams the last decade. So we'll see. And remember too, there's another uh, free agent in 2024 and his name's Will Ospreay. So oh yeah, that's kind of an important one too. Kind of one of the craziest wrestling free agent years of all time. AJ Styles is also a free agent. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be interesting. So, yeah. So there's going to be a big pendulum for wrestling free agency in 2024. Uh, getting back to big time matches, Seth freaking Rawlings takes on Logan Paul. This match, I didn't think I'd be saying this five years ago, Peter. This could be the match of WrestleMania weekend for WWE. It really could be. Logan certainly has taken it this very well. Um, he is extremely easy to not like, so that helps the character out quite a bit. Um, I'm gonna need him not to throw that knockout punch, like it just a punch finisher in wrestling is so tough to pull off. Like we saw Big Show try it for so long, and he mm. was massive. Um, but th this match will be remarkably entertaining, and like you said, one of the ones that that steals the show. I would imagine slash hope maybe Seth Rollins gets a win here, um, I so. but I, I could also see it's WrestleMania, so Logan Paul gets. I'm gonna go with Seth in this one. Uh, next, we have the six woman tag match. We have Trish, Lita, and Becky against Damage Control. Can I just say, Trish Stratus? A mother of two, just looking fantastic. Yes, going to keep it. At no that. argument just, here, man. Just her husband is a salute to him. Remember when Ron got booed at the Hall of Fame? Yes. <laughs> uh, I have Damage Control winning here because I do believe the rumors that Trish will turn heel. Oh, interesting. Okay, I was I was going to go with just a feel good moment where it's Trish, Lita, and Becky getting um getting the win. Um, speaking of Raw, though, how good was that EO Sky uh, Becky Lynch match? Like, EO it's time for her to get pushed picture. after this. Yeah, after this, I've had enough. EO needs to get pushed. 
I've had enough. Yeah. Like no more, no more joking around. Like by SummerSlam, Io better either win money in the bank or be in the title picture. Like you were saying. Yeah, I, I want her to win the Royal Rumble next year. I am already campaigning for that. Um she's incredible. Um what so she's good. been able to do for, for such a long time. But I, I I'm gonna go with the feel good story. So we'll we'll disagree on this one. I'm gonna go Trish Lita and Becky here for the win. Perfect. Uh, next up, we got Brock Lesnar taking on almost all the almost sapiens are excited for this match. <laughs> apparently, that's what almost fans call each other themselves. Um, look, I, I this is apparently the Vince McMahon match, the, Vin, the one match that Vince got to have the book with. And God damn it, if I wouldn't say that I'm intrigued. I just think it's going to be bad. Like It's going to be bad. I, I just want to see if he can German him and give him enough five. I just want to see that. But the overall match would be terrible. Yeah, um, it, this should be about five minutes. Um, less, I, I would imagine less. we do. Yeah, we do get some cut. The only reason it'll be longer, like the actual physical confrontation will be about 45 seconds. The yeah. only way it'd be longer is MVP gets involved or the Hurt Business, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I I think Brock gets a win here. Um, I, I think that he has been a very good soldier in putting over guys like Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley, which, boy, that did a lot. Um, yeah. but I, I, I think this is where the line gets drawn that Brock is, is not going to put this fellow over. You could have just given us Brock and, and Walter. It's all we wanted. I mean, oh. Gunther is going to have a great match, but I feel bad for Brock. So yeah, I got Brock winning as well. This is just Kenny slam almost. And we've seen that happen. Uh, then we have, uh, the women's match for the SmackDown title. We have Rhea versus Charlotte Flair. Um, I don't know if this is the main event yet. I think another match is the main event but we'll see uh this match has been booked terribly both women's matches have um charlotte doesn't need it i don't know i don't know what where charlotte stands in a wwe she's one of the few talents if this was the old territory days it'd be like you can go somewhere else for a while because it just doesn't make sense that you're here anymore there's nothing for you uh Rhea makes the most sense she's the most over let's give it to Rhea and let's move on yeah, I um, I, I'm I, I'm in agreement on all of those things. Like, there is still a certain gravitas when Charlotte comes to the ring. Sure. Um, I, I I don't love what they've done with the theme music, where like with everyone yeah. now that there has to be some kind of like like some long intro thing, and then someone says something, whether it's like "Welcome to Valhalla" or whatever the <laughs> fuck that is. Uh, Valhalla is here. Sorry. Um, yeah. Charlotte has a thing um wrestling has more than one royal family has been there for forever but it yeah. was like different now everyone is doing that but that's a, a random they don't want their stone cold um, thing that they don't want their glass crashing type of thing yeah yeah it's like someone like the, the best part of macho man randy savage's theme song is the second you heard bump bump you knew exactly mm-hmm. who was coming out same thing with yeah. hulk same thing with warrior same right. thing with jake the same roberts it loses its touch when you say who the fucking person is. Like they, yeah. they, it doesn't say, "Ooh, Macho Man," and then the yeah. music plays. Like you're 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 just kind of cheating, I think in in um in that way. So mm-hmm. I I I do think that um just getting back to this match, I do think it's Rhea's time. Um, I think we've had a couple of false starts with her. I think that even like this feud has cooled her off a little bit. But I think a, a win here and kind of get her back on track now. We go back to the other women's match, Bel Air and Oscar again. I mean, Bel Air has been cool for six months now, Peter. Yeah, 
it's it's been rough. Uh, this is going to be a really good match, though. Like her and Oscar will be a really good match. I my dream is that Oscar wins, and then EO leaves Damage Control, and we just get Oscar and EO for like seven months, and the, one of the best <laughs> feuds of all time, and just have matches all the time. But we don't live in that world. They seem pretty big at having Belair become three and zero at WrestleMania. Uh, so I have Bianca Belair win. I I am with you. Like I, it, it should be Oscar and. Like the, the the Bianca character, like you said, it has completely cooled off. They had so much momentum coming out yeah. of that match with with Sasha at at WrestleMania, um, and now to to see where it has gone with the how they kind of screwed things up against Becky, they they kind of they they brought it back with her. But this year, it just feels like she's been in a holding pattern this whole time. Like the Alexa Bliss feud did oh, her so no bad. favors, and now this this should feel like it. Both of these women's championship matches should feel like dream matches but on on the one hand like they just haven't got out of first gear with charlotte against Rhea, and yeah. with this one it, it's babyface against babyface and one of the babyfaces can barely speak english and they haven't they've done a good job of saying like yeah oscar is scary and bianca is very talented i we, we yeah. but beyond that we don't have a whole lot though and for for uh, a show where we have had so many strong personal rivalries and all of these things, this one is just kind of like, yeah, these two are pretty good and they're going to fight each other. So won't that be sweet? Which can be fine, but yeah. it is a story that has been dwarfed so far. Um, I, I'm going to say Asuka gets the win. I, I feel like they have kind you. of okay. built her up over the last little bit. So I, I think Asuka does get the W here. I, I like all of that. You know what's funny is you were talking about that, Peter. You know who's probably been the best built woman to WrestleMania right now? It's probably Chelsea Green. Yes. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's probably Chelsea Green. It's probably Chelsea Green. And and speaking of uh, of Chelsea Green, we'll we'll continue with the women's side here. The women's showcase match: we have Liv and Raquel against Natty and Shotzi, against Ronda and Baszler, and against Chelsea and Sonya. Look, I think a lot of people would have said Ronda was the favorite here until she started running her mouth on Instagram again. It seems like Ronda doesn't want to be there anymore. It seems like she's just going to kind of do this and be done. Um, as much as I said, like the Chelsea character has been pushed, I think they just wanted to showcase her off, no pun intended, at Mania. It seems like the most obvious winners here is the two that they want to push going forward, which is Liv and Raquel. You got to think that the big match for them at SummerSlam will be Rhea versus Raquel. Yeah. I, I would, I, again, I agree with all of that. Um, if Ronda wants to go away, I, I would let her at this point. Um, it, it is an terrible. experiment. Yeah, it, it's an experiment that everything pointed toward it working, right? Larger than life personality and mixed martial arts, just this absolute badass who was with a group of people who love professional wrestling. Um, but it just, it hasn't clicked at any point. Um, she, she has never felt believable in the role. Her nope. promo skills haven't got away from like class one. I've been given no indication that she's worked on her craft even a little bit. Um, nope. So at, at this point, I would cut bait on this one. And I, I think that this is the final bit of relevancy for Ronda Rousey. Um, and she can go off and, and live the rest of her days as being one of the most important women in mixed martial arts history and someone who in pro wrestling, it just didn't work. The best match was probably that Kurt match against Hunter and Steph. Yeah, the first one. And probably the time she faced Sasha. What's what, what's the pattern there? Yeah, no kidding, hey? Um, 
Then we have the men's showcase, which is Ricochet and uh, Stroh against the Street Profits, against Alpha Academy, against the Viking Raiders. I mean, it seems pretty obvious it'll be the Street Profits because of what Tez's future could be. And, and no shot at Dawkins, who has been unbelievable. Yeah, I I think I really do think this is a tag team with, with no Marty Jannetty on it, you know? Like, no. I, I think, not that they're both going to be Shawn Michaels and the greatest of all time, but I think both of these performers are going to come out of this tag team really, really hot. Like, Angelo Dawkins, just in that eight-man tonight, was spectacular with some of the stuff that he was able he to do. Montez so is certainly, Montez is certainly the star of the group, but Angelo Dawkins is definitely there. I, I could actually see, I, I think they end up losing, and it, it really does kind of, I, I don't know if okay. one needs to turn on the other, but no. I, I could see them losing, and it, it kind of puts the final nail in the street coffin, or the, the street coffin, wow, in the uh, the, the street profits here. Yeah, you can even see Tez face Theory, too. Like, we don't need this big surprise. Like, Tez beating Theory on the night after Mania would be a huge pop. Yes. Yeah, I, I would love that. Um, And, I like, I I have a minor Braun Strowman against Ricochet. I think they would have bigger plans for, for both, but if they won this uh, match, would not surprise me. Yeah, I mean, I think whoever wins that, well, I, I'm assuming we'll go somewhere else for Puerto Rico for the tag titles for a bit. So we'll get into that just yet. We'll we'll come back to the tag titles in a second. Uh, let's talk about, okay, I think it's time to go this way. Let's talk about Ray and Dominic. Talking about well-built match, like this has just been built. This is one of Ray's, probably Ray's best built match. since In WrestleMania, Ray's had now three really good built matches. The CM Punk one was unbelievably built. And that was the best thing that Punk did this week, said I wanted to punch Dominic as well. That was well done by Punk. <laughs> uh, and then Ray's build, obviously, to win the title, other than the terrible Randy Orton comment. Um, but this has been great. Dominic, who I think a lot of us had lost hope for, and said, like, oh, he's the same age as MJF, and look at the progress of MJF, and Dominic just doesn't get it. He's going to be another one of those kids that has the name, like a David Flair, and it just it just doesn't work for him. And man, he's made all of us look wrong. He's been awesome, and he's getting better in the ring too. Promos, unbelievable, getting better in the ring. Yeah, and playing the character so well, so well. Um, yeah. Like not, there, there's been no point where it's felt like he's in on the joke. And too many times at WWE, there's a little bit of a like winking and nod. Like I know I'm being sarcastic right now. It, I I have felt this entire time that Dominic Mysterio truly believes that he is this generation's Eddie Guerrero or Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio (laughs) and that Dominic Mysterio believes that him going to prison for an hour uh, makes him the baddest man on the planet. Like he has, he has delivered these all in such a way where I believe all of this in the character. And honestly, I think he probably wins this weekend. Um, He should win. Yeah. Like Ray, speaking of performers who don't need wins, the guy going into the hall of fame, can probably afford an L on the resume. So I, I think yeah. Dominic Mysterio gets the win here. And do you think that he attacks Dom or Conan at the Hall of Fame? If he attacks Conan, that would be amazing. I I do feel like they're going to keep that one kind of angle free. Like I, okay. I could see I, I could see them doing something with like Conan WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Like um something like night one if they're going to do this on night two i don't know yet um but something like night one conan's in the back and that there's some kind of altercation or like conan is laid out and it's implied that dominic mysterio did something so i I could see that but i i think they are going to keep the the hall of fame kind of 
angle free. We've done enough where Dominic has interrupted Rey Mysterio True. a few times. I think you can, I think you can allow Ray to actually have his night and have him have his moment. Plus, as you, as we as you mentioned on that, we're probably going to have some weird shenanigans with Andy Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, like it, it, it could be a weird night anyway. Uh, then we have the Hell in a Cell match: Ed, Edge versus the Devil. Sorry, the Devil Edge versus the Demon Finn Balor. This is going to be spectacular. This is maybe Edge's last WrestleMania match? Question mark. Um, the problem I have with this, Peter, is the story is meant for Edge to win. But realistically, Finn should be the one that wins this because to protect the demon character and to protect the younger talent, although Finn is up there, if you ever look at his age, Finn's not a spring chicken. Uh, it makes more sense for Finn to win it as far as building somebody up that is going to be there. But the storyline makes edge. So I'm very conflicted with this match. I think it is going to be um, Finn Balor getting the win. Um, okay. I At this point, um, Edge, like if the rumors are true that he worked in his contract, that he wouldn't win a championship, um, that doesn't seem like a guy who needs to win a WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think the like Finn Balor, the Judgment Day against Edge, it feels like it's gone on a bit too long, but we have now got to a great WrestleMania match. I think this is going to be spectacular. The entrances alone are going to be amazing. Oh my um, God, yes. I haven't played the new WWE video game yet. I am, I, I, I haven't seen anyone saying that the brood entrance is in there. So I'm hoping Edge does it again here at WrestleMania so we can finally get that entrance in the video game because it's made for video games. But I, again, yeah. I digress. Um, Finn as growl. the leader of a group. Yeah, absolutely. We need Gangrel. Um, Finn is the leader of a group is like ha has really stepped up in WWE and this is the best he has looked I think in the company uh, aside from one night winning the Universal Championship so I, yeah. I I feel like Finn gets the win here and he is on for for big things I could see even at some point next year a Finn against Cody uh, type of a program I, I absolutely could see that too and they have a lot of history with a certain club as well yeah uh Next up, we have, oh my God, banger after banger after banger. Triple threat match, Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew. So there's a lot at stake here in, in my mind here. What's the next step for Gunther? Is he going to be a guy that potentially challenges Roman or Cody after this? Uh, or are they going to have him beat Honky's record? Because he's he's been the closest now to beating Honky's record forever. And let's be honest. Honky Tonk Wayne Knight is kind of an asshole, and I'm sure they just don't want to showcase him off all the time. Being the longest Intercontinental Champion of all time, you're close enough with Gunter. You may want to go and beat that. Uh, we we talked about this in a pod a while ago. To beat Honky, it would be the second week of September that he would beat Honky Tonk. Um, Oof. But and and Drew, I think is just getting is just gets to be on the card at WrestleMania. I don't have Drew winning this match. Shamo's never had his moment, Peter. He's never had that moment at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, the, the only way I could see it going for Drew is if they they still feel bad about him having his WrestleMania pandemic, moment in yeah. front of yeah, in front of nobody. So yeah. I, maybe you give him that. But I, I do think it'd be Seamus pinning Drew and yes. that it, it gets the belt off of Gunther. Um and and he is able to to go off. I mean, like you have it ready made. Cody against uh, Gunther for the Undisputed Universal Championship because Gunther was the guy 
who was the last one in the Rumble, and they had that epic encounter there. I, I could see them going that direction, whether it's immediately or Gunther gets one more kind of like level elevator from being Intercontinental Champion, win a feud, and then you go on like at a SummerSlam or something to compete for a, a world championship. I, I think that's the direction that they should go. And remember, too, there is rumors right now of having the belt split up again after Mania. There is rumors, and if that's the case, he is 1A with Drew being 1B for the other champion if 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 what we think is about to happen in this main event happens. Yeah, I I would completely agree with that. All right, now we go to the two main events. Uh, the Usos take on KO and Sami Zayn, former PWG champions, as they mentioned on Raw today, which was rather cool. Um, you know, Peter, I'll say my piece on this really quick. When Sammy lost at Montreal, I thought it was one of the stupidest booking mistakes they've ever made. In hindsight, as far as this, I still think Sammy winning would have been this moment that we would have remembered forever. But the story that they were telling and the story that is to come still, particularly with Jay, it makes sense for the story. And that hug felt even bigger waiting for it than instead of having it in Montreal. So I will give Paul Levesque credit for where the story is going and for what the moment's going to be at Mania when Sammy and KO inevitably win. Yeah, for the let it play out crowd, this one was a very big win. Um, yeah. And you, you you always felt like there was something bigger. With I mean, with Roman, it's Cody. And with Sammy, it's the re reunion with KO and going after the, the tag team titles. And it makes the tag team titles feel more important. It has elevated anyone that this feud has touched, whether it is Jay, whether it is Jimmy, um, Solo, Solo, I think, comes yeah. out of this one looking like a monster. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Sammy and Kevin Owens are just at another level. And now you have WrestleZania shirts that mm -hmm. you can can market for forever. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. Like, it would have been great for Sammy to win. And it felt like you would have had this great moment. But to, you, you now have a couple of great moments. Like, you had the well, – we all kind of felt it was going to be Sammy and Kevin Owens. But I think everyone, maybe it wasn't 100%, but I think everyone at least 1% bought in that Jay had joined with Sami Zayn at one point mm -hmm. before that super kick landed. And you were trying to figure out like, okay, what does this mean for WrestleMania now? And then super kick and we're on. Like there have been so many great moments, even since Montreal, that have made it worth it to, to have one night where we didn't get the result we wanted. Now we're going to get a, a WrestleMania moment of all WrestleMania moments. Is the last time the tag team titles mattered this much at WrestleMania 18? Oh boy. Um probably if I like just thinking back on it, yeah, because like WrestleMania 19, the tag team titles were split. One of them was competed for on Sunday night heat. So yeah. feels like that wasn't important. Was that when Lance and uh, WrestleMania, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Found that out in an interview. I brought it up and I, I had no idea that that was a a sore subject and I felt bad after. Yeah. Um, but then WrestleMania 20, it was, I think they had two tag team turmoil matches. Uh, WrestleMania so. 21, the SmackDown tag team champions wrestled each other. So yeah, long way of saying, I, I think you are pretty well right. Like since, since they've split brands the first time, this is the most important the tag team titles have felt. The, 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 the tag titles, the IC title, and this, and then the United States Championship. I don't think all three have melt as much as the WWE Championship. Obviously, means the most and has the big fight feel. But underneath, 
much like a UFC card at times, you have the underbelts, right? All feel at a, at a relevant, still big point for them. Yeah. Like they are at a point where if they wanted to go back with brand specific pay-per-views and I don't think they ever would, or sorry, premium live events. If they yeah. wanted to do that, you could headline one of those with the intercontinental title now or with the tag yeah. team titles or with the United States championship. Like I'm, um, I'm with you in thinking that this should be one of the main events. Like this should close night one. I think it should close night one because of the story that the bloodline story has been the best story in wrestling and for where we're going to go with this. Uh, potentially a night two with Jay, uh, who, by the way, is right now is promo of the year for me is Jay Uso. Yeah, and that's yeah, you know, what year with MJF has been ridiculous as always. <laughs> uh, we go to our main event: Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, Peter, I have been struggling with this because there is the basic storytelling side of this, where Cody wins it for Dusty has his moment it all makes sense on the other side roman is like 40 to 50 days away from having a thousand days and they fucking love their numbers yeah they love their stories though too um they do and I it's just, like do they love the story or the numbers more yeah like to me if, if like speaking of moments lost if cody loses this he's never getting back to this level again um like you're you're just so. you can't you can't once again be like, yeah, I know it didn't work last year, but this year it's going to be for Dusty, you know? Um, yeah. And there's a way you could tell that where it's like, I was doing it for Dusty, now I'm doing it for myself. And the crowd goes wild and it's undeniable and whatever. Um, but no, the, the the only way this should go is Cody gets the win. And because anything you're going to do with Roman and the bloodline and whoever after this does not need the championship attached to it, where I think Cody losing this match would be remarkably detrimental to the character based on the story that they have been telling to this point. I think Cody is good enough. And quite frankly, I have confidence in the WWE, which is not a thing these lips have said for a while. You have confidence um, in Paul confidence that They're going to be able to, to really, they would be able to, to get Cody back on track if he were to lose this. But no, everything in me is pointing towards Cody winning this at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right. It sounds like the Puerto Rico match is going to be KO and Sammy and Cody versus the bloodline. And then Roman kind of goes away. Yeah. Which totally fine. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I feel like anything with Roman, whether it's with Jay, it's with Jimmy, with solo, whoever um, the, the bloodline no longer needs to have the championships. I think. No, they don't. It, it's, I mean, there's so much to go with. I think we're ready for the Jay and the Romans side of the feud. And if, if in this world, they do have Roman win, my only my thinking would be on that would be you you can't have him lose to Mania next year then he has to make it to WrestleMania forty and then what are you doing are you gonna repeat with Cody again and it took a whole year for him to get back to that spot or right. or are you gonna go with the Braun or Carmelo or Grayson Waller yeah I mean at that point in like if, if we're going to another full year. If we're going another full year with it, I think you could get Jay there or Jimmy, quite frankly. Um, like, I, I think if you wanted to do that, you really wanted to go for it. I think you, it could be any of the three of the bloodline. And that's kind of the, the way it goes. Um, I, I just I feel like that would be that's the only part of the story that is kind of like picking at me in the back of my brain 
where this whole bloodline thing started with Roman against Jay for the championship. It feels like you could go Roman against Jay for the championship to kind of close it out and end it with, with Jay getting the win in there. But I, I think it makes too much sense to have Cody win. You can do a, a Jay versus Roman arc once again without the championship in it. Yeah, and if, if you don't have Cody win, that's two situations that you just can't rebuild of Sammy yeah. and Cody. Like that's that's hard to replicate those two moments right yeah. there. And like I don't, I mean, there's there's feuds that Roman can still have. Like you know, for example, Gunter is obviously sitting there, um, but other than that. And maybe the inevitable J turn. I don't know how much you're going to be able to build over the next year of guys. I guess maybe you have a Jay White come in and you could do a Nakamura feud that you never did. Uh, there's really an AJ feud in there that you haven't done. So there's gap feuds in there, but I don't know if you can build everything up the way that you built up to get to this point. Can't believe you didn't mention the winner of almost against uh, Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just right there for you. Well, I mean, Roman <laughs> mentioned in that AD doc, we're not done yet. I was like, no, you're oh, done. Geez. You're done, Roman. Stop it. Yeah. You ended out on a good high. That was the best match you guys had. Let's leave it alone. It was good. Yeah. I don't know how you top a literal tractor lifting up the ring. So let's let, let, let's put an end to that one for sure. And let's put an end to this. Uh, Peter, thank you so much. Mania weekend. Uh, it's always fun. It's always a joy. Uh, I just hate that it gets in the middle of March Madness sometimes. And, you know, baseball coming back and basketball and the races that it's in. It's it's a, it's a big weekend, and you, this will definitely be a weekend you need multiple screens at times. Well, 100%. Yeah, this is this is the weekend that multiple screen setups were, were for, and hopefully um, any significant others or anything like that, you've you've given them plenty of, um, of heads up, like, hey, I am going to be dead to the world this weekend because I have a lot of professional wrestling to watch. Yeah. Uh, Peter, thank you so much. You can catch him on the Daily Hive and his podcast, Couch Potato Diaries, which I'm sure he'll have a little bit of. He'll probably have this file up on there, so you might be hearing it on there. Uh, thank you to Peter. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time, folks, cheers. Enjoy the match.